There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. the dark delight show my name is josh we're uh jim is over at the cpac convention out in washington dc waiting for him to join he, he's having some little technical difficulties but that's okay you know what we're gonna we're gonna have some fun today we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about what's happening in the world we're gonna talk about some news we're gonna yeah we're gonna i'm, I'm going through the news right now and that's what i'm like uh 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 <laughs> if you know how it goes you know what i mean and we are living in an absolutely crazy time, aren't we? I mean, come on. Go on out there. Open up any periodical. Open up any news website. And just start reading the news. Whether it's violence occurring within the streets everywhere. Whether it's uh, political unrest and destabilization. It just makes you... It makes you wonder. It really does. I'm, I'm being told we have Jim. Jim, how are we doing? Doing good, sir, man. Uh, here at CPAC in the heart of the belly or heart of the, the, beast, the beast, the belly of the beast, um, it really is. I mean, the people are amazing, right? But yet we have this concentration of evil that defaults to incarceration instead of freedom globally. But, yeah, I'm here mm. at CPAC. Uh, busy, busy day. I uh, have ran to... Uh, people like Kimberly Guilfoyle and other like that, others like that. So it's a neat event um, so far. But the big hitters don't hit until Friday and Saturday. So we'll see how the weekend progresses. Well, very cool, and and, and it's awesome that you're out at CPAC. I was gonna try to make it this year, like I tried to make it last year, but uh, you know, having two kids, it, it just becomes a difficult task to do those things. So I appreciate that uh, that you can actually get out there. So. You're out there on a media pass. Yes, sir. Yep. And so I get a little more access than your average show. You know, there's a little more um, leniency in what you can see and not see and things like that. But uh, quite a convention center, quite a lot, a lot of neat stuff. But on the media pass, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm, I've am i worked my way to here, right? I've I put in the time. I've done the things I've had to do to be able to get the acceptance to these things. It's not just a guy who wants to stick a phone in somebody's face but you know now it's people are like oh well hey you're here i want to i want to interview on your show i want to you know i didn't know you were going to be here this is great i want to interview so um there is a lot of gravity that has uh you know has been bestowed on me i appreciate it i'm humbled by it um but we got to get people like you and i at these events and and make a difference and hold these people accountable and not just the the glad handing canned answer questions but the stuff that really means stuff to you and I and where it really hits the hits hits us in the heart where it's food sources, it's it's the manipulation of data, it's the it, you know, it's the shiny object stuff and we have to we gotta ask the right questions and be the right people. One hundred percent, absolutely. And you know, one of the troubling things that we're seeing happening right now in the world is fires all over the place. Uh, we're seeing manufacturing plants, processing plants food processing, manufacturing, distribution plants. We're seeing energy facilities being targeted. We're seeing 
obviously train derailments all over the place, dumping toxic and hazardous chemicals all over the place. You know, Jim, if I was a gambling man, I would say that America is seemingly under attack. Oh, absolutely. You know what's kind of scary about a lot of these things that we're talking about? You know, the sleeper cell effect, the things that we, we kind of rush past, we don't think about, that we have an invasion of people. There's a million-some people that come into our country that we don't really have a way to vet who they were, really where they went. And yet we don't want to call that, call that an invasion force. But if we took a million men into Iraq right now, they would call it an invasion force, right? Um, but because they're calling it immigration, because they're calling these things, we're lulled back to sleep to believe that there's nothing there. It's not a problem. But then we have all these things going on around us. We got to say, okay, what what is the truth behind this, and why are we seeing these repetitive burnings? You know, the repetitive derailments, the repetitive, you know, the just silly things being caught on fire that really should have. I mean, these things should have full blown fire. Uh, suppression systems in them and all this other stuff. Why are these things burning to the ground? No different than 9-11. What happened to the fire suppression system that was in, in the two end towers? I mean, seriously, I know what those systems are. I know the jockey pumps. I know the pressurization systems on those. You know, those things should have put that any type of fire, whether it's jet fuel or paper fire, out within seconds. But yet we had a, a full collapse of a, a concrete structure, which tells me that something else is nefarious going on. But these sleeper cells, these people that are walking around our country freely, that you think are okay because they're quote-unquote immigrants, we really have to second-guess what it is we've done to our country. You're absolutely right. And the invasion at the border is a big concern for everybody. We, we don't know who's coming in. We don't have any record or tracking of these people. We know that a lot of them are not coming from just Mexico that they're coming from South Mexico, they're coming from Venezuela, that these could be easily militants coming over from North Africa, being shipped over yeah. by the Chinese or the Russians in the Venezuela, dropping their passports, yeah. and then making that trek upward north to our border, and then settling within these very Democrat cities, because they're sanctuary cities, and setting up shop as sleeper cells. Yeah. Well, and sleeper cells are not a bunch of guys sitting in a tent, you know, with a campfire with a bunch of camels tied to a palm tree. We're not thinking of, like, stuff like that. That's that's archaic. We're talking about very sophisticated people that have connections around the world. I mean, why is it we've been pulling thousands of terrorists out of the line of these people that are in Mexico? These people that are standing in line, there's terrorists that are on watch lists, that have warrants for their arrest, that have to be picked up. Why are these people coming across that southern border? But what about the Gulf of Mexico? What about the East Coast? What about Canada? What about just the Pacific Ocean or coming in through Alaska? There are so many areas that we're so vulnerable, and we think about, yes, we want to think about the first thing being Mexico. But what about the others are just coming over here on vacation uh, passports? What happens then? Well, exactly. What happens when they come to this country and they don't leave? You know, yeah. there is a gentleman out there by the name of Phil, Phil Haney. And right. in 2010, he came forth as a whistleblower. He was one of the high-up people at the Department of Homeland Security. And he came forth mm -hmm. and ousted the Barack Obama administration 
for basically harboring terrorists, fundamental radical Islamic terrorists in this country. And what he was saying is that an organization known as the Muslim Brotherhood had organized within the United States and was implemented within state, local, and federal governments, and that they had put their people all throughout our government as handlers for various politicians, and that they had sleeper cells in the majority of our cities, and that they were waiting and planning an attack. Now, Phil Haney was very, very persistent on these theories. And when Donald Trump came in the office, he, he became more and more vocal about this and was breaking all types of new research. He was on a friend of mine, John B. Wells's radio show, um, January 2021. And he was talking to John B. Wells and said, John, I got some really breaking information coming this week. I'm meeting with an informant this week and he is going to be giving me some information that is is going to change everything and john's like whoa and he said this live on the radio and john's like whoa well well you know phil you're not you're not suicidal right and phil's like john i promise you i love life i'm 100 not suicidal three days later phil haney's body was found underneath an underpass on a california highway with a single gunshot wound to the head deemed and ruled a suicide. Wow. Well, right there it tells you there's something else going on, right? There's some issues that we have to pay attention to, but we we want to say that well, it's the uh, the neighbors' dogs are not, you know, they're not they're not, you know, taking you know taking a, a dump on our front lawn, so it's not our problem, right? Well, the problem is is it's it's our neighborhood, it's our country, it's our county, our city, county, state, and the federal government. I mean, we have to think of this differently, guys. I don't know what, what do we, Josh? What do I have to do to to convince people that, you know, I'm we're sitting here talking about sleeper cells. We're talking about these people getting suicide over and over again. I mean, everybody from who was that uh, Hollywood actor that with the crazy hair that slowly jumped off the bridge in front of a semi after talking about the the pedophilia in Hollywood. Um, you know, there's people like that who oh, were you're not. You're talking suicidal. about Isaac, and, Isaac Cappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, guys like that who suddenly come up and they want to jump off a bridge in the middle of nowhere and, just, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's, these things are real, folks, and they, they are mindful that, yeah, seem, some of them are just far away. Yeah, you're right. Some of them probably will never, ever come to your, real, uh, your porch. But if you don't start standing with those who do have to fight for it, and even though you're a distance away, you know, eventually it will get to you. It really will. You, you've got to put energy behind this to push back against the evil, whether you think it's in your front yard or not. Yep, that's it. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. 
Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from Responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Jim, I got a question for you. Yep. Why are credit card companies beginning to track purchases of guns and ammo? Because it's not about your individual freedoms of liberty. It's about controlling you through fear and those kind of things. It, it's a mess. So guys, this is where they, they don't have to make a law. They just make a tour you can't purchase with their cards. I mean, they're, they're already taking away transactions from uh, gun dealers already. We're seeing this across the board. We should, guys, they're coming for you, man. So Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover Card are all going to be tracking the purchases at gun retailers or anybody who sells guns and ammunition. Um, Can you say direct violation of my Fourth Amendment? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, what the heck is going on here? This is America. Right. Well, you think about the problem with that is, is the idea that you know, when you when you take something from somebody else, they can take something from you. And we we really need to understand that there are things that we think, well, we got to limit this, we got to limit that. And the problem is, is when getting the limit game, everybody gets to limit something, right? And so then there's the give and take, and then there's this and that, and oh, let's use fear. But guys, the only reason that we're America right now and not whatever it is, third world country, is because the guns that you have in your closet. I mean, that is, I mean, dead stop. That's the only reason that we are America right now. And the only reason that we're still functioning as a country is because of those guns with the Freedom Prize that come out of the end. Those are real things, guys. And it's absolutely deterrent from tyrannical governments that there are more people who pulled a permit. Ohio pulled more hunting permits than any standing army on earth. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, think about it, folks. We have the ability to do this, but what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Seriously, you have nothing to fear. You persecution. have nothing to fear. Don't build cages. Yeah, persecution, yeah. the IRS, um, legitimate fears. Um, but But what we're talking about here is they went to use the ATF to make a record of people who own firearms. That couldn't happen. It's obviously unconstitutional. Um, right. A few, week, a, few, a few weeks ago, there was a new policy enacted by the ATF. Not a law passed by Congress, uh, a new policy. And this basically... Yeah, the, right. The, uh, yeah. The handle, the attachment, the pistol attachment. Right, the pistol it's attachment the turns a pistol into a rifle. Yeah. Right. And they had... 90 days to comply, but within the first 30 days, they were delinquent, and they go on a list. This is exactly the same thing. And what happened? We haven't heard anything about this. It just disappears off the radar because the mainstream media doesn't care to talk about it and won't talk about it. And we have to understand that we're going to lose these rights if we don't stand up for what we believe in, if we don't stand up for the Fourth Amendment. Our Fifth Amendment, our First yeah. Amendment, our Second Amendment. We are going to lose them like piss in the yeah. wind. Well, it, it, you're, the thing is, Josh, this is bureaucracy. See, the thing is, is a lot of the times, even policy officers, the thin blue line, they do a lot of bureaucracy enforcement, and people don't realize that. And then the DA reinforces it and then churches up the, the charges to fit under some type of law or ordinance or guideline. And next thing you know, people are getting caught up on administrative crimes that really should never have been a part of it. And and this is that slippery slope. When you think it's okay to overcharge somebody on a crime, that that's going to happen to you. It happened to me. I know it's a real thing. But don't let the bureaucracy get out of control. And I'm telling you right now, if we limited our government, if we just froze our government budget now for the next 10 years, just froze it for 10 years, we would see a significant difference in freedoms and liberties and just the fact that we would not perpetually get our government bigger every year. You know, there, there should be a method built in to the power of the people to where we could all just have an emergency vote and that a popular yeah. vote comes about and we get to freeze all of the spending of Congress overnight. Yeah, we call an emergency yeah. vote. People go to their phones. They open up an app and they just say, "Nope, done," and it freezes all yeah. the spending of Congress. Right. Calls for new elections. Well, what if we? The thing is, is if you think about that, what if we just did it like a return on investment thing, like a business case? So I've done a lot of business cases in my life, and I've you know worked out you know purchasing of businesses or what businesses sell for. So you sit down, you do the numbers. Well, there's a number for your overhead that really can't exceed a certain number. And all business people understand this. They understand that some businesses can kind of carry a little bit more overhead, but they realize that there's a certain percentage that it breaks the company. But yet we don't think of it that way in our country, that we should limit our government to a percentage. It's like, hey, you know, our GDP is a trillion dollars. Well, you guys get 10% of that. And that's it. So you have to operate the city, county, state, and the federal government underneath that 10%. What would be wrong with that? Just saying, listen, and you guys divide it up. If you guys think it's important to have Homeland Security, then spend your money there, government. If you think it's important to have a a national defense, then spend your money there. 
but we don't get to do pet projects. We don't get to do all this fun stuff because you want to swipe the credit card on debt. No, here's your pot of money. Enjoy it. Now, if you guys want to spend it all on the president, well, then that's your choice. If you want to spend it all on Congress vacation, then that's your choice. You see how that creates an accountability with them when we limit their ability to to, to get money? Like we just say, it's like an allowance, right, with your kid. <laughs> you know, you say, okay, I'll give you 10 bucks a week if you take the trash out and, and vacuum every day. All right, done deal. All right, looks like you didn't do it two days. All right, knock you down two bucks. You get $8 for the week. You know, whatever it is, right? I, so I like the idea of a magic button on a cell phone that we can all yeah. just push and say, not today, not happening. Yeah. And we're, we're yeah, reducing like your budget rating. by $500 billion. And Oh, by the way, and you're being recalled, and you're being it's – like, oh, it's like a show of Oprah, right? <laughs> you're getting a car. You're getting you're a car. Recall. You're getting a car. <laughs> you're getting a right. Well, no, listen, good. we have egregious attacks on the U.S. Constitution. That, that's what's happening right here. And, you know, it was interesting. It was watching the uh, congressmen and senators all talking about the debt ceiling. Like, oh, well, you know, it's, a, it's an arbitrary number. And it's, you know, we just got to go in and vote. And, and, and everything will be fine. The government will move on. Listen, dude, those numbers are there for a reason. Because yeah. we don't want you spending trillions upon trillions of dollars. I mean, th- does the American people even comprehend how much a trillion actually is. It, it is such oh, an enormous number. Yeah. Well, and that's the part where we, when we raise past a billion and jump right into trillions, obviously at that point, the value of that money really means nothing anymore. Well, I Jim, mean, did you know accounting for the cost? If you started today with one, two, three, and started counting to a billion. It right. would take you 33 years. If you started today and tried to count to a trillion, this is how much bigger it is. 33,000 years. Yeah. And we're letting these people spend six, seven, eight trillion a year. Yeah, 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 yeah sure, man. That's fine. That's cool. One, billion, one trillion dollars for the Department of Defense. The, yeah. This is just unbelievable that Americans have accepted this. What about the trillions of dollars this? the Department of Defense just lost, though? What about the trillions of dollars they just announced, what, two months ago, that they lost another $2 trillion that's unaccountable for? I'm telling yeah, you, I was waiting for another plane to fly into the Pentagon. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I spent 18 years, you know, having to do all kinds of verifications to get paid on portions of contract, and this person has to sign off, and that person has, But yet they just lost $2 trillion? Come on, man. Like you just, I just lost it. That doesn't make sense at all. Well, you know, they they did lose eighty five billion dollars worth of military equipment in Afghanistan. They did send another hundred billion to Ukraine, which was shipped off to oligarchs, politicians, and Northern Africa. Right. Um, We've given almost two hundred trillion or two hundred billion. Excuse me. Sorry, I don't mean to overstep. 200 billion to Ukraine and other countries have done likewise, including people like Uber who donated money to Ukraine as well. Where is the accountability for all that cash that's been dumped into that country through all these global EU and Germany and England and Africa? And, and oh, by the way, the, the uh, Dubai just said they're going to send them a bunch of money too to Ukraine. What's going on here? 
where's all that money really going? I mean, they ought to have some nice trucks going around. I mean, there's, there's, that's a lot of zeros. Well, apparently a lot of the politicians in Ukraine have some very nice mansions and very fast cars that they've been sporting. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Th- this is real. This is legit. I know. And uh, a whole bunch of other ones obviously got arrested for that. Don't know what's happening with them yeah. because that was hush, hush. But then you have Zelensky out there, you know, like the uh, the new Hitler. Right. And uh, these American people will send their, their children to fight for Ukraine <laughs> or America will yeah. fall. Your brother, your sons and daughters will fight on Ukrainian soil and die. Uh, no. I'm no. going to do a hard stop on that, partner. I, I, we're not sending anybody over there to die for you. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zelensky, yeah. go back and do yeah. your little gay dances in uh, Ukraine's Hollywood. Dude, how was that a thing? How was that guy, that dancer on let's make a star or let's make an idol or whatever? I don't, I mean, and then all of a sudden he's the president? Because okay, they needed an actor, Jim. Played. They needed an actor. Yeah. Well, didn't they say AOC uh, responded to an acting call herself to get the job she's got? That is a conspiracy theory in its own. I actually watched a documentary on this. It's legitimate. It's true. Okay? And that not only that, is that there is a group that actually runs her. That none of the things that she says are hers. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Jim. The Biden regime has confirmed their commitment to the legally binding agreement, agreement which will surrender the U.S. pandemic authority to the Chinese-backed World Health Organization for generations to come. Well, that's interesting because just this week was the end of the security or the uh, um, uh, Emergency Powers Act under COVID that actually expired this week. But at the same time, we're signing over sovereignty and power to other countries that don't deserve um, they don't deserve our our, uh, gratitude or our gratitude, but our uh, loyalty. They don't. These are just entities. These are just fictitious names. They're just weird little groups with acronyms. They have they have no legal or lawful jurisdiction or authority. Joe Biden, in order for Joe Biden to enter into some type of treaty or legally binding agreement with any type of international organization, it must go to Senate for approval. This is unconstitutional yeah. in its very means. And I'm telling you that this is going to be... One of those things that Americans are going to stand up, lock and load, and say, uh-uh, this ain't happening. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? I mean, those are questions you have to ask yourself. One is, what is your pain threshold, right? What is it? When is enough enough? Um, they already, you already know they're stealing kids and organ harvesting and, and trafficking human beings north and south of the, of the border. Um, you know that they're doing all this stuff. What is your pain threshold? What is it when the power goes out for a week? 
I mean, we talked about that yesterday. You know, go practice uh, end of days. <laughs> yeah. Well, go. Uh, go so, so this is called the uh, like. this is called the zero draft agreement. Okay. The zero draft yeah. gives the WHO the power to declare and manage a global pandemic emergency. Once a health emergency is declared, every signatory, including the United States, must submit to the authority of the WHO. This includes caving to them on treatments, lockdowns, vaccine mandates, along with government surveillance. The Biden regime does not feel they need to submit this agreement for Senate approval because they are not calling it an official treaty, despite it having the full force of one. It doesn't even make sense because, you know, this is a corporation. It's a cool kids club. It's a it's a thing that we decided that, you know, it's like a charity organization. What, what, you're going to have the Red Cross or the United Way come in and tell you, uh, you know, what light bulbs you can use now. I mean, that's how ludicrous this really is to say that these people can come in and tell you how to live your life. And it's not real. It's absolutely not real. Guys, you guys can kowtow yourself to anybody. You can give your power over to anybody you want, but you don't have to. You really don't. God gave you certain inalienable rights that can be not taken away or given away. And yet you sit there and give away power to people that, with little badges and little titles who really have no authority over you. I mean, if you want to get real sticky, you've got to go look at what the, what, who's the constitutional officer and who's the policy officer where you live. And start talking about it in that way, and you'll figure out you've given yourself over to authorities that you have no authority over you. And mm. that's the real thing. So get your power. Assume your so, power. You know, this whole women's liberation, I thought we were supposed to have, you know, woman power and all this, but we don't even have people power. I agree. And so it says that the United States is committed to the pandemic accord to form a major component of the global health architecture for generations to come. Yeah. Shared commitment, shared aspirations, and shared responsibilities will vastly improve our system for preventing, preparing for, responding to the future pandemic emergencies. And so, Jim, we've all been knowing that they're going to have another pandemic. They're just waiting. What were they waiting for? Right. They're waiting for this. This is what they were waiting for. Well, you said something interesting in that, though. Say that. Read that last part over again. That last little section you read. Read that, read that over again. Read that for me. Well, I changed the word to... To the. So responding right. to future pandemic emergencies. Right. Well, that, and, and it's either to or the, but the problem with it is, is that, I mean, they, anything can be a pandemic. Uh, they mm. can say that measles a month the pandemic. They can say that, you know, just because we don't want people to, you know, we still want people to ever get sick. I mean, every, anything's for safety. And as long as you're willing to placate to that, it's going to be anything is works. I mean, they... They got us in the whole Mexican beer flu. I mean, that thing wasn't even real. I mean, there's a lot of things that we all ran around and did that because they told us it was real. They told, but now Fauci's fully reversing on everything he said was real. I mean, guys, right there should be your life lesson of what you should never do is is, is give in to these people. Well, absolutely. And what I'm recommending right now is you need to call your congressman, you need to call your senator, and you need to say that Joe Biden is not entering into the pandemic accord, into the zero draft agreement, that this is an egregious violation of the United States Constitution, of his constitutional authority and power, and that we, the American people, will not have this. If the WHO, at any time, the World Health Organization, at any time in this country's history, steps one foot 
in this country. The UN steps one yeah. foot in this country. If they make any rule, law, or declaration to this country saying that we must, that's it. Th- that, yeah. that is the day that Josh stands up and disappears. Yeah. Don't ask me where well, I'm going because we don't want to get into blood, that conversation. Right? But I will be one of millions of people around the world doing the same thing. Going back to that, uh, that, that spot on the lake or the ocean where we had that boating accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was a really sad day when your boat went down, buddy. I, that was, that, was, <laughs> was. that was a day of sorrow. <laughs> Lost everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, they, hey, remember, it's only a felony if you lie to them. But if they lie to you and steal your fortune and steal your way of life, that's just uh, them doing their job. Mm-hmm. So you'll be fine. You know, that ends well. Tyranny is never the answer. And, guys, you know, that's it, right? You know, what? where do you – how do you want to, How do you want this to end? How do you want it to end, Josh? I mean, I know we all want to say we're sitting on the porch and watching the sunset, but – I, I don't well, how think they're going to give us that chance. Where, where, where does it start? Yeah. Not how does it end. Where does it start? So the World Health Organization yeah. is actually pushing as one of their first things for global vaccine passports. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, right. for me, it was in 2016. When they, when they flushed my life down the toilet, guys, I got in the game. And I'm glad a lot of people are coming around. I've, I have been so impressed by the growth. I mean, Josh, we were on your show last night, and people were talking, and they were they were you know they were coming together. You know, they they were happy. They're like, yeah, you know, you know, let's get let's get our health right, let's get our mind right. And these people were joyful, and they were having genuine conversations about growth. And six years ago, we were talking about how long the the line was at Starbucks was our greatest problem in the day, right? But now we're seeing that, you know, people really do see that there's something else out there to fight for, and it's your freedoms and liberties. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, and, and we have our freedoms and liberties at risk right now. We knew that this yeah. was going to be bad with the Biden administration. We just didn't know how <laughs> bad. We didn't realize oh. that instead of actually having the cojones to do it himself, that he's instead basically given the authority to a outside organization to come away and take away our freedoms. So the WHO has laid out the plans for a global vaccine passport and it's a series, a series of proposed amendments to the international health regulations of 2005, the legally binding instrument that imposes various conditions on 196 countries when the WHO declares certain types of health emergencies. Right. Now, yeah, um, okay, here's the thing. Like I said, I mean, if you think red and blue lights are the authority that pulls you over, then you pull over. If you think a black robe judge with a bar associated or a British accredited registered judge is your authority, then you've been at the waist and uh, you, you, you worship that person, right? So, guys, either you start standing up and, up and for each other or, I mean, don't be surprised when you're in the train car. This electric car thing, have you heard this? I mean, you know, people are talking about this wildly right now. If those electric cars can drive you from one city to the other, they can also drive you to jail. They can lock the doors on that car and drive you to jail or the concentration camp. 
Mm-hmm. They've already talked about repoing your vehicle. If you don't make your payment, that the car will just drive itself to the impound lot. I mean, what do you guys well, want? You guys want electric cars? You sure this is what you want? I don't know. Well, it sound I, like you know, it, it, by calling them electric cars, it kind of dissuades from what they really are. They're computer right. cars, Jim. Computer cars. Yeah. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Jim, let's talk about something a little bit more happier. Did you hear? <laughs> okay. Did you hear? A hidden corridor was discovered right next to the main entrance of the Great Pyramid. What? Yeah. They found a hidden corridor close to the main oh, entrance. Oh, I thought you said court order. I was like, what are you oh, talking about? No, corridor. <laughs> I thought you were telling a joke here. I'm like, okay, give it to me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so they found a hidden corridor in the Great Pyramid, the Great Power Generation device called Pyramid. Is that what it is? That's the only thing it is. There's no. Is that what you think there. it is? You There's think no, it's a power no generation body. device? Absolutely. It has to be. It makes more sense than saying it's a tomb where there's been no bodies or any... Uh, written effigies to the occupant. 
Well, I agree with that. You know, there are some very interesting things about the Great Pyramid of Egypt, of Giza, of Giza. Um, the most interesting thing is, is that the Egyptians didn't build it. Yeah. Josh, I think that, it's, the idea that if you think about you, if you just the idea, the accuracy of those stones, if you're off on the first stone by 1%, then all other preceding stones will be off 1%. And there's what, 200,000 stones in there or whatever it is. Or let's say there's only a thousand stones. That's a thousand percent off by the time you get to the top. It won't look like a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's various different alignments for anybody out there who doesn't know this is that the, the Great Pyramid actually is part of uh, what we call alchemy. If you go to an alchemical process known as squaring the circle, the first thing they do is in a circle is you produce an equilateral triangle. And this triangle will mm-hmm. actually protrude out of the top of the circle. And then what you do is using that top of the triangle, you, you produce a square. And you square the circle, right. the triangle gives you the direction of how to do that. Now, the Great Pyramid, if you extended its dimensions down to the center of the Earth, it's the exact size it would need to be to square the circle. Kind of interesting there. Oh, yeah. Not only that, yeah. is the perimeter of the Great Pyramid. When divided by a special number, 42,500, this is a special number because right. it has to do with the processional cycles of the equinoxes. But when it's, di- when it's divided by that number, it's equivalent to the equatorial radius of the Earth. And the other side is actually the polar radius of the Earth. The right. height, when divided by this number, is equivalent to, I, b- I believe, I want to say pi. There's uh, right. the number E. The, the the constant E is found there. Um, it's right. it's geo coordinates, Jim. If you took its geo coordinates, yeah. okay, if you mapped out the Earth on a geo coordinate graph, and this is we're talking about an ancient culture who didn't speak English or know our mathematics. Right. The actual geo coordinates are equivalent to the speed of light. Yeah. Well, and you remember, though, the pyramids themselves are actually eight-sided. There's actually a slight peak on the flat, what we call the flat surfaces of it. So when you actually think about the intricacy in which those things were built, uh, it's breathtaking. Uh, to say that these guys were out there with a hammer and a, or not, a rock and a stick and some two by, or some logs rolling big blocks around. I mean, I understand that there's a capability of some of that stuff, but the amount of people it would take and the amount of food and infrastructure it would take would be breathtaking. I don't. I just don't think people really get the idea. What what the the alabaster, the white stone that the cap of pyramids was uh, mined from 500 miles away. I mean, you don't just roll things along on logs for 500 miles. I mean, there's just not enough trees left on Earth to do that. I mean, people really need to rethink how they, they think all this stuff came together. But the, the the accuracy is amazing. Not just on the star location portion of it, but the the dimensions, like you just said, that correspond to the circumference of the Earth and how that this all ties in. But they're also on a parallel line that goes through the, the volcanoes in Hawaii, uh, through the, uh, the uh, was it Ter- Teotihuacan? I can't think of it. Hey, Mexico. Teotihuacan. Um, it's called the 33rd yeah. parallel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just happens to happen all across the globe. 
I mean, you've got to understand that that's breathtaking to think that those things are that accurate. I mean, we got we can't keep the guttering on our house and we can't keep the paint on our siding, but yet, you know, these people are setting this up globally with stone. No problem. <laughs> it's highly accurate. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, this has always fascinated the Great Pyramids and these ancient structures. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, the question is, Aliens or ancient civilization? I think I think it was mostly our civilization. I think we were we got a little pat on the butt to uh, you know get our evolution cycle going. I think something in there there was some knowledge passed down. But I do think that we were I think we were fully involved with it. But I think those that were in in the power of us felt that you know to break down our knowledge is to control us, right? So he controls the knowledge, controls the people, like he controls the time, controls the people. Hmm. Interesting thought there. And yeah. how old do you think the Great Pyramids actually are? Um, you know, I, I think that you, you, you need to add a zero. I think you need to add a zero to two zeros behind what is considered to be the standard train of thought of a, a 3,000 to 5,000-year-old uh, pyramids. I just, there's just so much more. I mean, just think of the Sphinx um, and how it was silted in or covered in. Uh, there's a lot to think about it. So the Sphinx is actually really interesting because the Sphinx actually aligns due east to where the sun would rise on the, I want to say the, I believe it's the autumn equinox. That's correct. The autumn equinox. Okay. Now, the sun or the Sphinx was originally a lion, until uh, Kofu went ahead and changed it. Right, it's originally a, a lion's face. Well, we have a constellation called Leo, which was known as Leo for thousands and thousands of years. That would have arose at that exact spot, the constellation of Leo, Leo, in the processional cycles. You know, you know when that was. Oh, uh, no, I don't. The, but the idea that it was an animal's head prior to what it is now and the, the size of the head now shows it's significantly smaller or out of proportion with the body shows people that how much they're willing to manipulate our past just to hide our past. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, what, what, well, it was, was 12,500 years ago. We can, we can actually tell this, which means that the Great Pyramid is double its actual age. And we actually have water erosion marks that you can see on the Sphinx that uh, validate yeah. this. The last time that water would have been running within the Nile during that period of time, during the, uh, the last glaciation period, coming out of the last glaciation period. Well, that's why that cap is still on the one pyramid, because that's the high water mark. That one mm. cap that the, where the, the, the soft stone that was capped, the whole thing is still there. That's where the high water mark was. I mean, people... The answers are right in front of us. We just got to quit, you know. Remember, we studied to the test. Remember, we were kids and we studied to the test of when the Spanish-American War was and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, they, they've done a really amazing job of indoctrinating us. And we are really good about, we're really good about regurgitating stupidity. And we got to change how we think about that stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe that's something we'll talk about 
another show is we'll get into the conspiracy yeah. theory of hidden history, Tataria, the real ancient uh, Egypt, that's a, the, the hidden the, mysteries. The, uh, the China Wall is not actually the North China Wall, but the South Tatarian Wall. Is that what you're that, That's about? exactly it. Is that the guard post? Yeah. So if you look at the great the Great Wall of China as guarding and defending China, then why are the guard posts on the outside? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I know. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show tomorrow. Hope you guys all have a great day. Jim, have a great day at CPAC. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.